Today we hold the anniversary, a very sad anniversary, of the passing of Roe v. Wade many years ago now. And today's gospel and readings, although they were not the ones particularly chosen for this day by the church, they are the ones chosen for this day, this Friday of the second week in ordinary time, and they work so beautifully because we see how our Lord responds to evil. In the history of this world, and we see this throughout scripture and throughout history, whenever we turn from our Lord, great evils arise. And a particular evil that arises is the scapegoating of the most innocent, this death of the most innocent, this killing of the most innocent, abortion, or leaving our children out to, to the elements. And the scripture speaks several times about the dignity of every human life, and we ought not to leave our children out to the elements. So we see that every time a nation arises and then turns away from God, something happens. When we turn away from God, we start to worship idols. Now, that may be some sort of pagan idol. It may be the idol, and most often this is what the idol is, the idol of selfishness and self-interest and greed. And what that does is if we're so focused on ourselves, if we make of ourselves a God, then we make up our own rules, and those who stand in our way of our own self-interest must be done away with. So we see this in Rome, we see this in the Aztec Empire, we see this in the Greeks, we see this in so many nations that worship idols throughout the scripture. That what happens when they turn away from God is this demonic thing, this worship of self-interest and this killing of the innocent. And our nation is undergoing that right now. The focus on the self-interest has led us in law to enshrine in law the killing of the most innocent. Let's look at our Lord's response to that. Our Lord's response to that is to renew his covenant with his people. Yes, you have gone astray. Yes, you have worshipped idols. I will renew this covenant with you. And throughout the Old Testament, he does so. His people start to worship him. He makes a covenant with them, and then they turn away. And then he forgives them, and he renews the covenant. They do penance. They come back, right? Over and over and over again, there's this cycle of coming back to our Lord because he takes the initiative. He renews this covenant. And then he says, I will make in you a new covenant. I will make a new covenant in my own body. For the love of all that is holy, we can imagine our Lord saying, do not kill the innocent. Instead of the innocent being killed, I will give up myself to spare the innocent and renew this covenant in my own body, in my own blood, which is the celebration that we celebrate every day, the sacrifice of our Lord. He makes himself the scapegoat. God himself makes himself the one who is sacrificed so that all things may be made new, that we may be reconciled to him. God puts himself in the middle of the fray and says, do not kill the innocent, kill me instead. And in that way, he renews this covenant. He brings us back to himself. And then in our gospel, we see how he instructs us to respond to evil in our midst. In this beautiful gospel, he summons the 12, these apostles, these messengers, of his good news. And it's interesting. He sends them, he calls them, for three reasons. First, that they might be with him, and he might send them forth to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. 
What a beautiful encapsulation of the Christian mission. Be with Christ. Know Christ. Love Christ. Serve Christ. Pray. Two, to have, to, he sends us out to preach, to preach the good news of this new covenant, of our Lord's mercy and forgiveness and eternal love, renewal in him, the law of love of our Lord. He sends us out in the midst of this world that will reject it to preach that good news. And finally, to have authority to drive out demons. No exorcists exercises in his own name. It doesn't work. We exercise, we cast out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. The power doesn't lie in the man, the power lies in Jesus Christ, who has renewed all things in his own body, who has made himself the scapegoat. So this is a beautiful formula for us. First, we must pray. We must be with our Lord. We must dedicate ourselves entirely to love of our Lord. We must be with him. And then we must be sent forth to preach that in our actions and in our words, we must preach this good news of the new covenant in Christ's blood. That we ought not to slay the innocent, but to worship our Lord and follow his law of love. And finally, to have authority to drive out demons. And we do, brothers and sisters. Yes, priests in a particular way, and the ministerial priesthood do. But all of us, by the power of prayer, in the name of Jesus Christ, to cast out demons. And this is a demon that is plaguing our nation has been plaguing our nation, this demon of this awful, awful murder of the most innocent. And we must speak out strongly against it. It's important also to recognize this, that our proclaiming of this gospel always begins with this good news, that our Lord wants to renew this covenant with us, that our Lord is the Lord of mercy and forgiveness. It's not an angry movement, it's a movement of the Lord. It's the movement of mercy. It's the movement of please come back. For the love of all that is holy, do not slay the innocent, but come back into right relationship with God. This is our mission. It's beautifully laid out. We are called as well to be apostles of this good news, messengers of this good news, and to bring many souls back to Christ.